In this week's episode, I'm joined by professional footballer Dan Adzed. The record-breaking 19-year-old plays as a midfielder for both Norwich City and England under-19s. I had the pleasure of chatting to Dan, who is currently living over in Holland, as he's on loan at Dutch second division club SC Telstar. We chatted about his roller coaster of a journey so far. Dan speaks about signing his first contract in football with Rochdale, to making his professional debut and becoming the club's youngest ever player at 16 years old. We chat about his experience of playing in the FA Cup at Wembley Stadium, as well as the challenges he's faced moving away from home and transitioning from one club to another. So welcome to the Sporting Prospects podcast with me, James Madeira. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Right, so Dan, how are you doing, mate? You all good? Yeah, perfect, mate. Really good. How are you? I'm, I'm not too bad, thanks for asking. Um, I'd like to uh, start the podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll start by talking about your journey up until now. Uh, do you remember okay. the day you were picked up and signed by Rochdale? I do remember it clearly. I was um, I was eight years old. Went to what they called the soccer factory. Do you remember the soccer factory? Yeah, I know. I know the soccer factory well. <laughs> of course, you know the soccer factory. We had some memories in that soccer factory. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we I went on like a trial there and played one game. I think I was there for about a week. And then played a game. Um, it was meant to be a six-week trial, but then just straight after the game, they offered me a contract. So, yeah, I, I remember being. Um, I remember being made up when I was when I was eight years yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can imagine. How how was that feeling? Because obviously, you're only eight years old. Do you remember it? Yeah, uh, not really. I'll be not, honest. Not, not really. really. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, but of course, like being signed to an academy, every every kid wants that. So I imagine I was very happy yeah it's got to be a, a big deal for you as well especially when you go into school the next day do you remember your friends did they have anything to say to you were they um I mean I, I don't think many knew at the time um because I was never really like big-headed or wanted to tell the whole world what was going on like I think just over time people found out um and yeah it's always nice um that's just what I enjoyed doing though it made me no different to anyone else in the class it was just um just what I was passionate about what I enjoyed doing was playing football um and there was obviously loads of other kids in my school that enjoyed other things so yeah it was just the normal normal thing to do really Uh, good stuff good stuff so we'll fast forward now I've got here at the age of 14 it was when you began training uh with the first team do you remember how that all came about um yeah I do I remember it clearly actually it it was a crazy week for me I was um like I say I was 14 I played in a game for the under 16s um played really well and then what happened now after that game I was offered a scholarship around two three days later at 14 which is obviously a huge deal um and then I trained with the youth team three days in that week because it was school holidays um so trained with the youth team and then made my debut for the youth team 
at 14 in the same week. So that, it was a crazy week. <laughs> and then I think um, the week after, I went into train with the, the first team because, again, I was still on my school holiday. So, so yeah, it was... Um, it all happened very quickly, but yeah, it was crazy. And with all those steps up, uh, going from what under fourteens suddenly to youth team to yeah. first team, did that that make you grow up? Have to grow up quicker? In yeah, a sense? definitely. Yeah, you have to. You have to grow. You have to mature in the um, like the older with the older players that you play with. Because although I was I was very young, they were never. Um, they were never afraid to kick me or tell me that I'm not doing enough or something like this. Um, so you had to, you had to, you had to sort yourself out. Really, you had to adapt and fit into the environment, else you wouldn't, you wouldn't survive. So, yeah, it was definitely a real point of my career where I had to mature in myself. I give full like that that team that we were in. I give so much credit to that team because that again made me um just express myself really and give me that opportunity to show the coaches what I was uh, what I could do so I think everyone in that team played a part in my, my yeah, it's, up, really. it's, it's interesting you should say that because I actually listened to an interview with Florin Hottie who for those that don't know is now at Dundee United up in Scotland and he's he's said kind of the same things that that team, he was able to express himself. So clearly there must have been a, a big bond, a lot of good chemistry between the team. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. We, um, Even though we only seen each other twice a week, we were all very, very good friends, which I think makes a big impact on the pitch as well. When, you, when you're so close with your teammates off the pitch, I think it just brings you together on it. Um, makes you gel more, just makes you enjoy it more I think that's the key to, to playing football is just enjoying yourself on the pitch and at that moment in my career and probably all of the players we were just so so um, happy on, on the pitch it was unbelievable definitely definitely I can agree with that and obviously being around a first team at the age of 14 I've read the big six in the Premier League the likes of Barcelona Bayern Munich <laughs> All after you at the age of fourteen. Barcelona and Bayern Munich, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> not sure about that one. Not sure about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. Um, but I don't know. There was always scouts at the games, um, but I never really paid any attention to to any of it. Um, there was always like news newspaper articles, and it'd say I'm attracted. Like Bayern Munich are watching me, and I'm like, are they though? Like they're probably yeah. not. Um, so I never really got myself too, too into all that news and media stuff because I know half of it's not true really but um, of course some of it was probably true uh, but I never really got into it I just focused mainly on playing football and enjoying it well, I have to ask were there any, ever any discussions? Uh, no, nothing really there was, um, there was a few phone calls now and then but um, no, I don't know, mate. Nothing yeah. really. I'm at Norwich now, so that's it at the end of the day. And yeah. of course, we'll get onto that chapter of your life a bit later on. So, yeah. con- continuing with the whole Rochdale saga. Uh, so, you were training with the first team week in, week out. Uh, and finally, you got the call up and you were told that you're in the first team for the 
I think it was an EFL trophy match. Yeah, bury away, yeah. Would you like to talk to us about, about your emotions? How did you feel when you uh, finally heard the news? Uh, yeah, it was a moment that I'd been working very hard for. Um, it was just a great, great achievement. I was 16. I was the youngest ever Rochdale player at the time to make his debut. Um, I remember I had school the same day, I think. I think I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had school and then I went and played in the, in the game for the first team. And we won 4-0 and I managed to get an assist. So it was a very, um, very good day for me and, and my family as well because they were they were all there very proud so yeah it was a special special day yeah definitely that must have been special were the yeah, so were the family in the stadium watching on they were because fans were allowed in the stadium back then back way back then yeah yeah, yeah. so um who, who did yeah, you have mom, your mum dad mum dad and a few cousins and my agent was there at the time it was um yeah it was a brilliant moment i remember i i had to um i had to get changed in the prayer room i think it was called but i had to get changed in there anyway because i couldn't be in the changing room with the with the senior players because i was a, i was still in school so it wasn't like allowed or or legal or something i'm not too sure but i was just never allowed in the changing room when people were getting changed that was a crazy experience as well and that continued all season, didn't it? So it wasn't just for that one-off match, it was... Oh, no, that continued until I was... Oh, I don't know, because I was in school when I made that, when I made my debut. So I think it's when I, when I came out of school, when I was a first-year scholar, I think it was it was okay then, if I, if I remember correctly. And because you were in a separate changing room to the rest of the team, did it make you feel any different or do you still have the same... Uh, sense of team chemistry. No, I'm the same, the same team chemistry because it was the same at training as well. So I was completely used to it by this point. And I'd, I'd only be separate when we were getting changed. When, when everyone was changed, then we'd all be in the same changing room, stretching, foam rolling, talking, or whatever we were doing. So um, it was literally five minute thing. I was out of the changing room. But um, but in terms of team chemistry, no, it didn't it didn't affect that at all. No. And uh, talking about you being at such a young age playing uh, in a men's team, the stories yeah. of you having to do your homework, uh, coming back from away days on the team coaches, how, how true is this? Yeah. No, that's fully true because I, was, um, I wasn't in school a lot. I, I was in school, of course, for the, like a, a good amount of, my final year in school because that's when football really started getting serious but there was a lot of days where I missed um where I missed school so the teachers were always on me giving me extra work which I had to complete and there's actually no other way of me being able to complete it than doing it on the bus and on the coach and in the hotels uh, away games I had to I had to do it because um <laughs> it was the only it was the only way I could get it done um but yeah, that is that is all true. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and were you able to find a balance between your schoolwork and your uh, football yeah. life? Yeah, we tried. Um, we created a plan at school to like just to just to balance it really, just to work out like 
to give me the opportunity not to miss out on too much and be able to still get the grades that I was capable of getting, which in the end I did, I did quite well. So it all worked out in the end. Good yeah. stuff. One of your biggest experiences for you at Rochdale must have been when you were drawn against Tottenham in the FA Cup. For the first leg, you're on the bench and the team uh, managed to get a 93rd minute equaliser. Surely there yeah. must have been some scenes on the bench there. Yeah, absolute scenes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was chaos. Um, I mean, Tottenham, they're a huge, huge club. And then we've scored in the last second. Like, it was unreal, unbelievable. Um, and then we all knew as well that the, that the replay was going to be at Wembley. So, we were, yeah, it was an unbelievable day. I can I can imagine that was that was something special because obviously at the time the Tottenham Stadium it was it was being rebuilt wasn't it for the new yeah, White it was Hart being Lane built, that's it yeah so uh, so yeah so then obviously you've got you've got this chance to play at, at Wembley there must have been emotions running high before you went into that game I was just um, I was completely calm really I was just so so excited for it I mean it's every every single player's dream to play at Wembley because that's all you grow up seeing. You see the big games at Wembley. You obviously see England playing at Wembley. And then, yeah, the excitement was just through the roof. I couldn't couldn't wait. Yeah, I can imagine. And what was the experience like going from uh, travelling down, getting the hotel, then obviously travelling to the stadium? How, how was that? Uh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant um, couple of days. We trained at St. George's Park in the freezing cold, I remember it being, there's a picture, I think it's on my Instagram. It was, it was definitely the coldest I've ever trained in. Um, pouring with snow and rain. Um, so yeah, we trained at St. George's Park the day before the game. And then we stayed at a hotel, just like any other away game, really. Um, oh, and then I did my initiation song, actually. Um, the the day the night before. What what was the song? What did you pick? Yeah, you don't want to know. <laughs> I can't talk about it. It just makes me cringe now. You've, you've got to tell I us. Had a, um, I had a um, I had the nickname of Gucci at Rochdale. Um, so I sang. Um, do you know the song like where it's like Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I just thought it'd be funny. To, to sing that because all the lads called me Gucci. So, yeah, I just sang that for a laugh because all the lads made you feel um, like like you want to, like you want to have them, even though you're not in their training every day because you're at school. So I was very confident and wasn't really nervous or anything. So I just thought I'd do this for a laugh. And then, um, yeah, they all loved it. So it was funny, really funny. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And then... We had the game the following day, which was a special day. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And uh, I remember, I think, like you said on your Instagram, there was a few pictures on there. You even managed to get hold of Deli Ali's shirt. Yeah, I did after the game. Yeah, it was it's was surreal. I still pinch myself now when I when I think about it. Um, yeah, it was it was a crazy day. We, of course, we were we were beaten six one. Um, but for me to come on at that age and play against some of those players that had died lives on the TV, it was it was uh, something crazy. Hundred percent because 
you, you came onto the pitch and you're alongside uh, Lucas Moura, Son, yeah. uh, Dembele. This the yeah. the list of talent on that pitch at the time is, is endless. Did you manage to uh, speak to any of the players after the game? Uh, no, not really. I just asked Delhi for his, for his shirt, and then um, he came up to me after the game and just in the tunnel and, and gave me his shirt. Really, that was it. Um, we didn't really chat much. Just, just, just that he didn't he didn't ask for mine back, which I thought was quite rude. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we won't talk about that. We won't um, talk about that. No, but the whole experience was crazy, and a big thing when I was on the pitch was just to see how physically strong all of the players were. Like, they're so much stronger than what you see or what you think on, when you watch them on the TV. Like, I remember Lamella was just like a brick wall. <laughs> really? He was, just, he was just so, so strong and so big. Um, yeah, it was, a, it, was, um, it was a brilliant experience. Did you find that the pace of the game was a lot quicker as well? Um, I came on when we were five one down, so the game was the game was fully done. I think they mm-hmm. were they were just like they were just keeping the ball for fun. Um, <laughs> we were just chasing shadows, really. But when I when I got on the ball, um, they definitely closed you down quicker than any other team. That's the reason why they're such a such a brilliant team. But. Uh, in terms of pace of the game, yeah, there was definitely a difference, but I think there is also a difference when it was nil nil and when I came on. So yeah, I was um, I did I managed to get on the ball quite a lot, which was um, it was good, especially in the opening period of when I when I when I got onto the pitch, um, had a few nice touches, which made me settle into the game quite quickly. I only played around twenty minutes, I think, but. Yeah, I did some nice passes and stuff. I was really happy with myself actually after the game. I remember, but um, but like I keep saying, the experience was something that I'm forever grateful for. Yeah, and you put it perfectly. Like you said, it's every every kid's dream, isn't it, to play at Wembley? And at yeah, such a, at such a young age, you've already achieved it. Yeah, it was um, it was just so special. I think. The commentator after the game said that I was the youngest ever to play at Wembley as well. So I just had to keep pinching myself. I didn't believe what, was, um, yeah. what I'd just done. What we're going to go for now is question time. All it's going to be time. is a few... Well, you can take as long as you want to answer. Um, but I'm going to ask you a, a list of questions. Uh, okay. I just want you to run me through your answers. Oh, quick fire round, is that? Exactly. So, first question. <laughs> Who was your favourite player growing up? Uh, Steven Gerrard, no doubt about it. Um, I just idolised him ever since I was a boy. And I was a, I am still a big Man City fan. And I always was. But for some reason, I just loved Gerrard. Watched his clips every single day as well on my old computer in the house. It was, um, yeah, I just always, always loved him. <laughs> So, next question. The toughest opponent you've ever faced? Toughest opponent I've ever faced? Um, if we're talking names, then it'd be like Moussa Dembele or something like that. Um, um, I don't know, really. There's, I've played against a lot of good players. 
Um, but no one really stands out apart from the physical, the physicality of Musa Dembele. So yeah, I'm going to go for him, even though I didn't really play against him for long. It's just, but he's the only one that I can think of really that's like wow. After after I came off the pitch, yeah, I'd give it, I'd give it to Musa Dembele. Yeah, not a bad name. There you go. <laughs> Um, so then, on the other hand, the best player you've ever played with? Uh, James Madera. Oh, cheers, buddy. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> um, best I've played with? There's a few. I think the England teams that I've been in, some of those players are, are exceptional. I'd, I'd probably give that one to Curtis Jones or Tommy Doyle from Man City or yeah. Liverpool. Um, I think those two are, are very special players. I think they'll go on to do huge things as well. I'd say, um, yeah, I'd say either of those two. Good stuff. And if there's one country you could visit in the world, where would you want to go and why? Right, switch up. Switch um, up. You didn't see that coming, did you? No, I didn't. I did not. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, you know, I've been to Australia before, but I, I want to. I, I want to go back so much. So I'm going to say Australia, even though I've already experienced it. It was just I loved every minute of when I went to visit my family for three weeks. So yeah, I'm going to say Sydney again. That's how. That's how good I am. That's how great of an experience I it was and how much I enjoyed it. As you see, I'd go with Australia, Sydney. Good stuff. And mm. if you could be a professional in one of the sport, what would it be? One of the sport? Um, I'm not surprised here. I'd say boxing. Boxing. Okay. Talk me yeah. through that, that one. There's nothing really. I think that's just the other sport. Like, I'm not really passionate about any other sport apart from football and boxing. Like I'm always watching boxing. Um, I just love to watch it. And I used to do a bit when I was younger as well. Nothing serious, of course. But um, I just uh, really enjoyed it as well when I was younger. It was all right, actually. <laughs> well, that's, your but, teammates um, will be glad to know you're pretty handy then on the pitch. <laughs> no, <laughs> far from it. But I just, enjoy, I just enjoyed it. And I really love watching it. So, yeah, I'd go for boxing. Right, you've already mentioned you've you sang Gucci Gang for your initiation, but what's your favourite song? Favourite song? Um, or artist? Artist, I'm just going to be really boring. Um, it's Drake. I, I imagine that's most people's answer, but it, it's Drake. Um, I just think he's the best. He's got every type, he can do every type of song. Uh, what's your favourite TV show at the moment? TV show? Hmm... Not at the moment, but overall, it's definitely Prison Break. <laughs> prison Break. Yeah, I just I've watched it twice, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start it again soon for my third time through. Uh, but at the moment, I'm not really watching anything to be honest. Just uh, I like to watch YouTube videos. I'm always on YouTube. There's nothing really I'm watching at the minute, but I definitely my favourite's 100% Prison Break. And final question: If you weren't a footballer what do you think you'd be? That's a great question. Um, I think I'd definitely go into something sport-related. 
I think I'd, um, you know, I think I'd be a PE teacher, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I say even now after my career, it's definitely something that I want to, or that I'd look into doing because I always enjoyed PE when I was in school and I had brilliant teachers as well. And I think they're, they're the ones that make me um, want to potentially be, be a PE teacher one day because of how great they were. Um, I just think it's a fun environment to be in, and you're helping people as well. I think so many, so many good things about it, about the job. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably say I'd try and be a PE teacher. Sounds good, and yeah. that that's all the questions for the quick fire question time. Cool. <laughs> so you you threw it out the other end. Decent, mate. <laughs> <laughs> So now I want to talk about the England setup and your involvement with that. Okay. And we'll jump into 2017 and you receive your first uh, call up for the England under 18s. Was uh, it 2017 that? That's that's what I have from my research. It probably is right, but the, the world's just going so fast. Like, that seems crazy. I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Well, 2017, that is mad. Yeah, there you go. So talk to me about that experience. Um, so it's quite funny, actually. I was in college at, at, um, because once a week when you're a scholar, you have to do your college work. So I was in college and I'm in the middle of a lesson and the first team manager calls me. So I say to the to the teacher, like, I was, can I please go and take this call because he never calls me, so I don't know. I don't know what I've done. Uh, so I need to. I need to take it, and then um, yeah, I step out of the class, and he just tells me that he says, um, first of all, he asked me if I've only just woken up because it's about eleven o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> when I've not. <laughs> I've been in college since eight o'clock, but then he says, "Have I heard the news?" And I was just no. Um, what? And then he told me, and I was um. Couldn't concentrate for the rest of college anyway, put it that way. <laughs> I can imagine, I bet you couldn't contain your excitement. No, it was um, it was something that I'd been working hard for for um, a good amount of years because I was, like there was England scouts at my games for a couple of years before that moment. So it was a long time coming really. And I was um, very proud, very excited to, to, to meet up with the lads. And when, when I got there, it was... Um, great experience we were at we went to Spain a really nice complex in Spain um, played three games played against Holland the first game is where I made my debut the second game was Republic of Ireland I think and then the third game was Belgium so and we won the tournament uh, between the four of us so yeah it was a brilliant experience and you even managed to score on your debut didn't you Against Holland, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. I just try, I try keeping that one quiet, but, but yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, the ball came to me from Curtis, who I was talking about before, um, and then I've managed to lose a lose a defender, and then I've gone onto the edge of the box, and it's just left my foot. And as soon as a shot, I I knew it was in. I've never had that feeling before. And I've not had it since. Um, I just knew the ball was going to hit the net after it left my foot. It was um, it was unbelievable. I 
it's a bit strange really because I'd never had it before, like I say. Um, but yeah, it was um, a crazy moment, something that I, I dreamed of again, um, all my career. So yeah, I loved it, loved every minute of it. That must definitely be a special moment. Would you say that's one of your your favourite or best goals you've scored in your career so uh, far? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's the best. Um, it's probably the best and my favourite. Um, yeah, there you go. Hit the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. Because the feeling that I had after the after the ball hit the net, it's, I can't explain it. It was just something that I'd worked so hard for my whole career, my whole life, and then. Um, and then that, that happened. It was, um, yeah, it's definitely my favourite moment on the football pitch. So after you've been named in the England squad, is it then you're looking towards the next level? So, for example, you're in the under-18s, are you then looking to progress to under-19s and keep staying involved in the cycle? Is that how it works? Yeah, definitely. So, I, like you say, I got called up to the England under-18 squad um, in... November I'm fairly sure it was and then so there's there's a few camps a year I think the next one was March and I think I'm I think I might have had a little injury actually for that one so I missed out and then I think we moved on to under 19s again where I got called up again I'm very grateful for so um yeah it's just all about trying to keep in the cell just trying to do well at your club and when you do get the opportunity to go away with the national team, you just try and express and show show why you're there and just enjoy it again, like I keep saying, just enjoy the whole experience. Definitely. And have you had much experience living at St. George's Park and being in amongst um, it there? Yeah, so under-19s, when I got called up to the under-19 squad, we played Greece at St. George's Park. So we stayed there for about a week. Um, and yeah, that was unbelievable. We shared the, we shared St George's Park with like the, the senior squad as well. Um, so I remember walking into the gym, and Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling were like to my left. Literally, I could touch them, and I was like, I had to act so normal, but inside I was like, what, what is going on? <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, surreal again. But St George's Park is in it. Like, you know, of course, it's, uh, it's the best, really. There's, the facilities are incredible. Um, yeah, great experience. Again, I've had many good experiences that I'm very grateful for. I can imagine. It's, it sounds like an incredible experience. Definitely. Yeah. We can now talk about your career, where you are at the moment. You <laughs> then moved from Rochdale over to Norwich, which, if you ask me, is is a big move because not only are you moving club, you have to move house, meet a new bunch of lads. How, how did that all come about? Um, so it was my first real, like, proper season with the first team where I played a lot of games uh, when I was 16. And then in the summer, just got a call that Norwich were really interested and then we, we met them. Um, and then everything just everything just added up, and it just seemed like the perfect move for me. So, um, yeah, we just we 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 decided to move to Norwich. Um, like you say, it's four hours away from home, which was um, which I was quite scared about at first, 
being um, like again, I was only 16 when I moved. So, I oh know, 17. Um, I was 17 when I moved, but it was still a big deal because I'd only ever known living with my living with my parents in Manchester. So, to move away four hours was was quite daunting. But no, everything's worked out. Everything's good. Um, yeah, it seemed to be. It was just right. It was just the right moment to move to to the right club. We thought definitely and like i said it's it's a big transition isn't it so did the lads make you feel welcome help you settle in yeah definitely uh, straight away um it was it was quite daunting again because i've gone from a league 1 club to a premier league club at the time because norwich were of course premier league last season so um i was quite nervous as to what the boys might think of me or, or you know, just little things like that that just play in your mind before you go. But as soon as I got there, all the lads made me feel very welcome, very comfortable and settled in really quickly. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my first year there very much. So it was um, really good. Really nice to use um, like the, the, the facility differences, as you can probably imagine, it was, it was huge. Uh, Norwich have everything that you want and more. Um, so to be given the opportunity to use those type of facilities was um, something again that I'm really grateful for but um, something to also develop me physically and technically as well Um, so like I said it was just the right thing to do at that moment in time Sounds good Um, what what were the key differences between obviously uh, moving to a different club and picking up a new training regime were there a lot of big differences or was it pretty much similar to how you handled at your old club uh, well I went I was in the first team environment at Rochdale and then I moved to Norwich and was in the 23 environment so I think it was less um, less intense in terms of that um, requirement to win um, because obviously in, in senior football in men's football the only thing that is important is winning um, so to come into the 23s team into that environment it's more so developing and learning just to try and get into that into their first team into Norwich's first team so I think the training regime was less strict but it was still very demanding of course every club is but I think um, it was more so a big time to develop rather than just win 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 as a mentality if that makes sense you've been at the club only for a couple of years now one of your highlights must be uh, last season when you made the bench against Manchester City yeah especially as as you mentioned before, you're a big city fan. I know yeah. you're, um, you live you live around the area, don't you? Um, I live I live literally five minute walking from the from the stadium. Five minute walk from the stadium. Yeah. So that's that's got to be another surreal moment for you. It was. It was. Um, yeah, it was. It was again. It was, I keep saying it. I keep saying unbelievable, but it was unbelievable. Um, like I looked across and I could see. De Bruyne and Sterling and all these, all these players. Um, 
yeah, it's a great moment. Uh, good achievement to, of course, be on the bench. Um, but yeah, I just had to pinch myself when I seen like Pep Guardiola come down the tunnel next to me and stuff. It, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Just because I've I've grown up like loving that club and going to that stadium, having a season ticket out that stadium, and then and there on the bench, it was um, yeah, it was special. Did like I mentioned before, did you get to chat to any of the players after the game or? No, because of um, because of the COVID situation, all the players were kept very separate, so we didn't actually really see much of much of Man City until kickoff because we come out at different ends and stuff like that, just because those are the rules and to keep everyone safe, which is fair enough. Um, so in response to your question, no, not really, because we didn't we didn't have the, the ability to. We were never really in close contact with them, apart from when we were on the pitch. I, like you said with COVID, I bet it, it was a shame, obviously, uh, being involved at the Etihad Stadium without the crowd. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel as though you missed out in a big way or you're still just um, grateful for the opportunity? No, of course. I'm still more than grateful for the opportunity. It would, it would of course, be be better if there, if there was a crowd because football is just better with crowds. Um, and I probably would have known half of the crowd as well there. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, my, it's the club that I've supported my whole career and I know so many people that go to the game. So, yeah, it would have been... It would have been better, of course, but I'm still more than grateful for, for the opportunity. How has the transition been from playing under-23s to then being involved with the Norwich First Team squad? Uh, it's, a, it's a big step up. It's a big difference. Uh, everything is different. The intensity is different. The, the demands are... And the demands are fairly similar because the coaching staff at Norwich 23s are very demanding as well because they're like ex-players so they know what's they know what's required to make that step up um but I think just the intensity and just the attention to detail is is um a lot more because like I say they're a Premier League club really at the end of the day so the standard is is very high um but it's a it's a really enjoyable environment it's an environment that I Look forward to going in every day. It was, um, yeah, it's really good experience and really good place to learn and improve every day. Sounds good. And so for the 2021 campaign, you're on loan at SC Telstar. How have you enjoyed the season and living there so far? Yeah, I've enjoyed it um, very much. So I got off to a good start, a really good start. We're now... Um, few games in I think nine games in and we were around we're in the playoff spot at the moment so we're doing well um yeah I'm really enjoying it the football is um I'd say it's a lot better than what people would expect if you hear second division of Holland you might not think it's a great standard but it is it's a very very good standard um the every team wants to play and I think that suits my football perfectly so that's the reason why we thought um when I say we, I mean like myself, my family and the club, uh, Norwich, we thought it was the perfect place for me to come out here and develop again um, to try and take my game to that next level. Um, and at the minute, I think I'm on track to do that because I think I'm improving every day out here. So 
yeah, it's a real good experience. Um, in terms of living, just again, with the whole COVID situation, it's less than ideal, but I've got it a lot better than a lot of a lot of other people. So I'm only grateful for, for what I do have. It's just um, I'd like to see family more, but they can't come because of quarantining and work and stuff. So it's a bit difficult, but that's why Zoom calls are brilliant and podcasts <laughs> and WhatsApp and just social media. It's it's fine. It's good. Um, I'm always keeping in contact with them. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful country, to be honest, Holland. It's yeah, really, really nice. You're only 20 minutes away from uh amsterdam aren't you so yeah have you been have you been into the city to visit it yeah of course i've um i've been in a few times to do all the museums and all the tourist attractions um just on days off whatever like if you have a day off like i've got it really i'm really grateful like i have a day off and i can go and i can go and experience amsterdam like that's a once in a lifetime opportunity really um so yeah, I'm really, really enjoying everything about it. Um, yeah. And have you picked up any Dutch? Uh, just, um, I'm going to start taking lessons actually soon. But at the minute, I'm just learning the, the basics, which is all you need because everybody, and I mean, like everybody can speak perfect English. So that helps a lot. Um, so really, I only need to know the basics on on the football pitch in terms of like right, left, man on, um, just things like that. Just all football talk. That's all that's um, that's all that's necessary, really. Yeah, I agree. And you mentioned before that the manager, your family, and yourself get involved when uh, deciding the loan move. How how do the club choose where you go, or is it your decision? How how does it work? Um, it's both really. Um, it's just if everything adds up, there's there's loads of different parties. Um, obviously the club, myself. Um, like it's just if the club believes that it'll develop me to then help the club in the future, then they'll of course want that to happen. And if I think it's a good opportunity to go and get minutes um, in a first-team environment and get minutes to improve, then, of course, why would I say no? So it's just both, really. Um, of course, it, it, it wouldn't work if both don't agree um, because then somebody won't be happy and that's not, not what you want. So... But in my situation, um, I'm very happy with the with the move, and so are Norwich as well. So, yeah, everything's everything's going well. And with Norwich back at back at home, how often do they keep in touch with you? Um, yeah, all the time. I'd say every other day, somebody's texting me from or messaging me from Norwich, just asking just asking how I'm getting on. Um, just about all sorts of things, really. How's life off the pitch? How am I doing on the pitch? Um, but yeah, just always catching up some some Zoom calls. Um, they never make you feel like you're not part of the club anymore. If that makes sense. They always make you feel like you're still part of the plan, even though you're in a different country. So yeah, it's good. It's really good to hear. And also with Norwich as well, I've read that Todd Cantwell he also had a loan spell uh, over in Holland, which has clearly helped him establish himself, especially last season as a Premier League footballer. 
in a yeah. sense, do you kind of want to emulate what he's done? 100%. Um, if you just look at what he's done, he's um, he's such a big, such a, he's a star really now um, because of what he because of what he achieved last year, um, and he's proved that coming to Hull in second division because that's I'm doing exactly what he did. Um, he's proved that it's possible to to go back and play first team football with Norwich in the Premier League or Championship. Um, so yeah, that's um, it's a big motivation really because it just proves that there is a pathway um, and it is possible to, to achieve. So I've just got to keep working hard and hopefully I can, like you say, um, follow in his footsteps. How long have you actually got left over in uh, Holland until, um, until your contract ends and you have to come back over to Norwich? Well, it was a season-long loan with an option of coming home in January. So this season-long loan, I think the season ends in around middle of May or if we get the playoffs it could be later so hopefully um, the end of May if we get the playoffs so yeah and then playoffs playoffs are obviously, obviously what you're aiming for as a club 100% yeah we've spoken about it as a team um, quite a lot it's definitely it's achievable as well um, I think we've got the players we've got the squad to do it so hopefully we we have another catch-up in a few months, we will still be in the playoff spot where we are now. Yeah, hopefully. I wish you the best of best of luck yeah, with thank it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. And then, so, we've met, I, I feel as though we've, we've spoken about pretty much everything. So I've kind of got one last uh, one last big question for you. Okay. It's quite, it's quite a big one as well. So if you were to look back on your career in say 15 years time what are the key things that you will have want, wanted to achieve um, achieve I would say to play in the Premier League is um, my goal at the moment but I, I recently listened to um, a, a podcast, a high-performance podcast. I don't know if you... Yeah, you know Yeah, it. I have listened um, to yeah. the Reese, The Reese Wabara, Wabara episode. Yes. And he, he always spoken about, um, about having a goal and then once you've reached that goal, what, like, what's next? Like, don't, don't be getting stuck. So I think the, at the moment, the, my goal is to, to play in the Premier League. And then after that, um, it's just about staying in the Premier League really you don't just want to play a few games and then drop down I'd say just staying in the Premier League and just kind of establish but of course that's every single footballer's dream you know to establish himself as a Premier League player um, I just think to keep just to keep my happiness in the game and off the pitch is more important than, than anything really Um so in 15 years' time, I just hope that I've had a career where I've been happy throughout, throughout, um, throughout it all. Hopefully, playing in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, one a career that I could uh, look back on, with of course um, a lot of achievements, but of course, but mainly just just enjoying it and keeping happy throughout. For sure. Well done. Thank you very much for chatting no, to me today. You. 
Uh, I've enjoyed our chats and I wish you the best of luck for the upcoming season. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, no problem at all. All my pleasure. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks. <laughs> cool, no problem.